up to and including death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. I'm John Brewer. And I am Stephen Gross. We got Brother Steve with us, and the dog is immediately whining now that we have started recording, which is fantastic. She's a diva. She is a demon. And I think maybe she could be possessed by some creature from another world. What thing are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. Hey, John, what's the name of the, the movie something or other? It's called The Thing. Oh, we're doing The oh. Thing. Technically, John Carpenter's John the Carpenter's thing. 1983's Two. The Thing. Yes. Well, you want to tell us about it? Well, it, it, uh, <laughs> the synopsis is, in remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting at a sled dog. When they take in the dog... It brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. Oh, no. Well, way That's... to spoil it. How is it rated? It's rated pretty well. IMDb has it at a 8.2, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 83 on the tomato meter and a 92 for the audience score. That's really close to the Shining's yeah, score. It's like very, almost very identical. High. Yep. Yeah. And this one stars Kurt Russell. Yeah. Wilford Brimley. Okay. And the great T.K. Carter. Ooh, that, that guy's great. Who Do you else? remember who T.K. Carter is? He's the guy from from Spider-Man? No, I was thinking of J.K. Simmons. Yeah, you are. Wow. T.K. Carter was on the original season of Saved by the Bell when it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Who do you play? Milo, the janitor. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I was super excited. I was like, I know this name, T.K. Carter, and I couldn't figure it out. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. He's the guy who told them wow. to buy potatoes. That's it also great. stars world-famous actor Keith Davis. Who's Keith Davis? They Live. Oh. He's, he's way down on the list, too. But he's in there. Keith Davis <laughs> is eighth build. He's oh, that's there, who T.K. Carter is. Yeah. Yeah, he was in all of the the black comedies of the 80s as well. Okay. Like A Different World. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the list. You're now on TV. Yep, that's where I wanted to be. Oh, he's on the Jeffersons. Different World, The Sinbad Show, The Steve Harvey Show, oh, wow, The Gregory yeah. Hines Show. I he was on The Jeffersons. He was on The Nanny. Yeah. The Waltons in Good Times. Punky Brewster. All right. Like, this guy was in my childhood. Okay. Except for the nanny, I never would have watched. Oh uh, yeah, I never. Here's I couldn't stand that woman's the nanny. Voice. Wow. She you know, you know Fran Dresser was in a movie where she basically was the same nanny character, except um, it was Timothy Dalton as like a Eastern European dictator. Oh, I do remember that. I, that sounds familiar. And honestly, I liked the movie, but the problem oh, is you can't undictator. The dictator, right? It's kind of like the king and I. Not with that or, attitude. Or, you know, yeah. it's well, like the king of Siam at the Darth time. Darth Vader turned it around. <laughs> Did he, though? Well, I guess at the very end. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. He fought mm. back. He only minute. destroyed, like, planets. But he fought back for a minute. For a whole second and didn't have to live with the consequences killed, of his like, actions. He killed billions, huh? but, you know. Yeah. He so. got that one bit of redemption at the end. The forest was like... You know what? You killed billions, including children, yep. with your bare hands. But it's all good. It's yeah, good. is it worse to kill 17 children with your bare hands or to press a button and destroy a planet? I think killing the children with your bare hands, because you have to go through with the action yourself. Keep doing it. Because the one, one is like, so objectively, we've got the destruction of entire species, 
But ecosystem. you're removed from. But they that never guy. showed yeah. how he did it. He might have did them all at once. No, I mean he. I mean, well, he had them line up and just skewer them like a <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, a kid kebab. Oh. Grogu was in the back. The reason he survived is because he's so short. A kid kebab. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Okay. Why don't you tell me how much this bad boy made? It actually made a good deal of money because the uh, the budget was at fifteen million, and it made almost twenty million domestic in the theaters. So it only made $4 million? Yeah, in the theaters. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure it made a ton more on DVDs. I don't, I don't know. I'm looking it, at it Lifetime Gross in Iceland. It was $1,200. But th- this is only box office. Okay. So this is not counting any But we can DVD see how much sales. the DVD re-release made internationally, and it's $2,293. was a theatrical re-release. Oh, okay. And that was just in one country. Oh, okay. Or, that was only in Iceland, Australia, and New Zealand. How odd. And they did the same in 2022 in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, Austria, Iceland, and Australia. Yeah. I wonder if that means that they just played one showing. Probably. It was probably like a midnight Like a midnight, madness. like Halloween yeah. show or something. And yeah. it somehow yeah. made it onto the box yeah. office. If, if it's in the theater, it's, it counts. Okay. So. so That's like Rocky Horror Picture Show is still accumulating um, box office tallies. So, it's a well-known movie. It is a remake, as Stephen was saying, of a movie from the 50s. And which was based on a 1938 novella. Okay, and then the movie Horror Train, which we saw, bar- must have borrowed really heavily from the 1950s, A Thing from the other- Another World. Yeah. And Which is the name of that movie. Or the novella. Yeah. Okay, so what else you got for me, bud? Well, I have some reviews since it's done so well in reviews. Yeah. Should we start with the bad ones? Yes, we did that with The Shining. It was very fun. Okay. Scott Kane from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. AJC? Okay. Says, such a pity. John Carpenter is too gifted a movie maker to let nauseating special effects take over his biggest film, but that's what happened in the thing. More like Al Jazeera Constitution. Yeah, he wrote that in wow. 2021. Yeah. So that was his hot take of like, like, oh, these special effects aren't very good. We have one more negative from a top critic, and that's mm-hmm. Dave Keir from the Chicago Reader, who said, Carpenter's direction is slow, dark, and stately. He seems to be aiming for an enveloping, novelistic kind of effect, but all he gets is heaviness. Novelistic, I think. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Do you think it means like novel as a new or novel as in a movie? As in a book. Okay, I mean, that's what I meant. I Man, I'm starting to worry I have a brain tumor, because I just saw on TikTok that that is, like... Oh, my Lord. On the TikTok of, like, one of, the, one of the medical shows, TikTok. and, like, someone in the medical show kept saying, like, the wrong word for things. You've done that forever. It's called, yeah, it's called aphasia, and you don't have that. Okay. You've done that forever. You're always adjacently yeah. correct. You just... You will speak before you think. What? Just because I think so fast. That's what it is. Yes. It's a problem in our family. You know, actually. <laughs> we speak before we think, and then we stand by it, and are yes. very aggressively at, about that and, too. And no more diagnosing yourself off TikTok. Okay, especially yeah. if it's off of like watching. Unless it's Doctor Mike, and it's not really TikTok. It's Facebook TikTok. Yeah, like an adult shorts, like or a grown up, like a grown woman okay. with children. Well, we should hear some positive <laughs> reviews, right? Yeah. Adam Smith from Empire Magazine says the thing is a peerless masterpiece of relentless suspense, 
retina-wrecking visual excess and outright nihilistic terror. See? Ooh. Adam Smith, he what knows a, what he's talking what about. What a difference in reviews, right? Nihilistic yeah, terror. Yeah, because he actually watched the movie. I don't know. Sometimes I think that... I don't know how many movies I've seen where the special effects have taken me so completely out. Probably when we watched the remake of this or the prequel of have this. Have you seen this, though? The thing, yeah, I think so, but it could be something that was either on in the background or that was on TNT well, in the daytime. There's one thing you will not have to worry about in this movie: is a special effects taking you out of the movie. <laughs> it is. It, this movie is forty something, uh, forty years old now, and it is still some of the best special effects. Oh, wow. is it because it's almost all practical? Yeah. Okay. Should we yeah. go to the next review? Yeah, one more review. Edward Porter from the Times UK says, The special effects can't hope to be as creepy to our seen-it-all eyes as they were to the film's first viewers, but we can still enjoy the monster's unique weirdness, and the story is a rock-solid yarn. You know there's a really good Supernatural episode following this following this plot. It's okay. really great. Well, there's a few of them that are like this. Maybe someday we'll watch those again? Yeah, we got to start this week. <laughs> I forgot y'all were doing that. <laughs> I know, it's been a while. It's John's fault. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, tell me, I'm a little worried about the dogs who are sleeping. And yeah, especially Emma. She's awfully sensitive today. Yeah. Okay, well, I will turn to the parents' guide. Okay, good. And we start, as always, on sex and nudity. Oh, yeah, baby. Where there is none. Oh. There's none of that. There are pictures of women in their underwear <laughs> in the wall of the rec room. That's messed up. A bunch of men hanging out. Yeah. References made to underwear, which have been soiled with blood. Gross. Pooping yes. blood. Yeah. And a man in his underpants runs down the hallway. A little something for you. It says no nudity, but for some people that is nudity. Okay. Well, the violence in Gore is severe, and okay. there is a long list. It is yes, a long list, is. and I worry that it's going to be spoilers. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole long list. Yeah. Except to say the burnt corpse of a man is found. It's completely black with ashes. It is implied that he torched himself before the, the thing could assimilate him. So... That's very specific that he got into that corpse's head and went, the thing is going to assimilate me. So what I'm seeing the, I mean, what I'm seeing here is that whoever like wrote this gigantic list... This isn't one person. It's got like... No, I think one person just really gets off on writing lists. Yeah. So, it's, it's, a, it's a long list. It's Holy crap. List. Wait, hold on. There, there are bloody shredded clothes seen. Of course. Yes. An alien is blown up on screen with a grenade. No blood. Boo. For the blood? No blood or aliens? I don't know. So, John, okay. you've seen this, right? I think so, but it was, would have been when I was a child. How about you, Steve? This was a Channel 46 movie. Okay. Yeah, heavily edited. I've, of course, I've seen it. I feel like that's how I saw The Shining, and that's why a lot of the stuff... Like, I know The Shining so well, but also... Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah, this came on. Not a lot, and it definitely would come on later on in the day, but yeah. This, this is was, probably how yeah. my love for the winters up here started in the, you know, in Georgia, in the heat, yeah. watching the thing and the snow and thinking I could I live like that. I don't think you're going to get that impression when you watch this movie. Okay, so let's hear, uh, let's hear my favorite section for you to the read. The profanity is moderate. I'm going to try to read this as is written on here. Mm-hmm. Goddamn used. Okay. Five uses of fuck. And this is, I think, a first time here. One used as motherfucker, <laughs> two used as fucking, and two used as fuck you. Why are they explaining? <laughs> like, like, once you go past the that it's used, yeah, it's just the F word. It's just different ways of saying the F See, word. See, but then there's a contradictory sparse uses of the F word at most four, but we know it's five. 
Yeah. A handful of S words. <gasps> Damn and hell. See, oh. but how can we trust them if we know that they're wrong? Well, now we know that there are six uses of shit, oh. including one use of bullshit and shithead. Oh, this is someone's favorite thing to do, is yes. come on here and do this. It, I, I'm surprised that all these have the sub-genre of profanity. <laughs> like, three uses of bitch, including one son of a bitch. Well, the question is, is it S-O-B or son of a bitch? Because the S-O-B's uh, in quotes. I don't know. Okay. More than ten uses of hell, damn, and ass each. Ooh. More than ten. Ass, 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 I guess ass, ass, ass is a lesser curse word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one today. The alcohol, drugs, and smoking is mild. So normal is several characters drink beer and whiskey, one character smokes marijuana, but then a brief heroin joke. Hmm. I don't know what that means. And several people have morphine injected into them. But we're calling it mild. But that's not drug use. That's not drug use. That's medical I know, but it's like there are several characters drinking beer and whiskey, but it is not graphic. Graphic or explicit? What does graphic or explicit mean when you're drinking a beverage? I don't know. <laughs> They're slamming them shooters in the front yeah, of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking from my belly button. <laughs> shot, shot, You've been shot, watching shot. Girls Gone Wild, haven't what? you? What? All right. It's been a long day. <laughs> and then frightening and intense scenes, also severe. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Paranoia is the main theme, as no one knows who is human or alien. Well, now I'm... Oh, isn't that like um, The Faculty? That's oh. another thing movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve's not going to like this. This? This. <laughs> I started reading the word in my head because it starts with huskies. Yeah, oh. I know. In a I kennel. Know. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's not really... It's an unfortunate scene. <laughs> it really, really is, but... All right. Well, I think that's... Is this like the only one that you that. allowed yourself to watch that yeah. solved that? <clears throat> For anybody watch, or listening at home, I refuse to watch any movie where the dog dies, or any animal dies, or any child, mm-hmm. you know, gets brutalized. But in this movie, it's a little... You'll see what yeah. I mean. It's different. It's it's just so horrifying. What, you don't <laughs> want to watch Old Yeller? No, I do not. I don't think yeah. I've ever watched Old Yeller. And okay, I want so I, I watched Marley and Me, I which is like it. shown... I didn't know that he was going to die. Like, it's just like, oh, it's me and my puppy, and it's great. And then he freaking die. Well, she has a miscarriage. Spoiler. And then... Oh, fuck that movie. No. The wife has a miscarriage. The um, Marley saves a girl from being rape-murdered in their front yard. And then Marley dies. Yeah. I won't watch it. I knew the dog would die because it looked like one of those movies. Yeah. Where... Because, you know, it's the cheapest, it's one of the laziest yeah. ways that a screenwriter or a director can uh, re- get a reaction it's, out of the audience. You kill someone's wife or child yeah, or their or dog. dog. And so, yeah. What about, what about not... John Wick? Did that that, that had to happen, though. That was, like, integral to the plot. If you if the dog didn't die, John Wick doesn't happen. Well, what about Cujo? I won't watch Cujo. The Cujo dog is dies. terrifying. The dog dies in Cujo. Yeah, but, yeah, he but does the dog is also. Well, isn't it St. Bernard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. St. Bernard that's been infected with rabies? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, I take it back. I've seen it. But, like, yeah. I read the, the story, too. And that is one of the worst, not in a bad way, things I've watched dude, and seen. Dude, the end of the story 
the book yeah. versus the end of the movie where it's like oh after all God. that stuff and she literally fights a rabid dog to the death yeah. by hand and her kid fucking dies anyway. Yep. And she has to stay in the marriage she hates. And she's going to die anyways, by the way. Yeah. They don't she have... has rabies. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she doesn't not have rabies. It's so, like, it's so messed up. And, like, and they're out there in the middle of nowhere, so you know they got no shots. Yeah. No vaccines, but, yeah, like, I will, like, there's a... Uh, Midnight Mass. It came on Netflix. It's by the same guy that did uh, the Haunting of Hill House, which oh, yeah. one of my favorite shows. That's I, an amazing. I, I try it, to get him to watch it. He I watch asleep. it once a year, every year. We should watch it together. And yes, see if John we stays should. awake. We could do it for the podcast. But the okay. uh, show Midnight Mass has in the second episode one of the most graphic and horrifying. Uh, scenes of a dog being poisoned and dying oh, it's awesome. like the dog is screaming and i turned it off right there i've never watched it again everybody tells me how great a show no, it is thanks. but no because if you're so lazy to include yeah. a scene like that then i don't want to see your show. i have a thing about that in the depiction of rape of a woman as like being the motivating factor yeah. of what's going on that was a struggle for me with Bates Motel. I did decide to keep watching it, even though it did have a brutal rape to make her more likable or something. I don't know. Or well, what to, about what about the revenge, like especially in the seventies? Oh, 70s. that's different. I, I like the revenge. Well, so many revenge movies based yeah, like on the rape. Last, or the yeah, I think left. it's when yeah. the woman is raped and doesn't yeah. get her own back, and that's. I'm glad that I kept watching and saw like. The well, mother in Bates Motel stabbed that guy to death. Like a thousand times. Like a thousand times. It was pretty great. But yeah, that use of that particular trope of um, hurting the woman, controlling the woman in that way, or like yeah. if she's raped and murdered, but it's like the rape part that's the real violation. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I, I love, and I have just turned away well, it's from... it's cheap. Yeah, and, and I don't really... Rape, it's by people who don't well, know it's, women. It's the yeah. basis of, like, 70s grindhouse movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. almost all of them have rape in them at some point. Yeah, part. and it's like, it's a metaphor for the capitalist but structure. But see, that's not how... No, it was just he, exploitation. And that's yeah. not how people react to that type of... Tr- like, I had a girlfriend that went through that. Yeah. Long, the, I dated her about 10, 15 years ago. That was the focal point of her existence was that one thing yeah. that happened. And she wasn't going to that wasn't going to be something that she becomes president of the United States over. It yeah. almost destroyed her. Yeah. Like mentally and spiritually. Like it, I I get what you're saying. Like these movies always depict like it has to be in order for a woman to be overcome her own woman. Yeah, she doesn't she have a need. Have. She doesn't have a need. Like it's almost like the rape that's a good way to put it. Like it takes away her femininity, so she has to become uber-masculine. She has to adopt masculine features. And you and I have talked about this a lot, like a lot, where figuring out what it is is the problem is that femininity can be strong. Yeah. But instead of depicting that, it's always depicted, or not always, but there's cases where it's not, but it's often depicted as... I'm going to shave my fucking head and like learn how to have giant guns and all this shit. And it's like, I don't know if that's really, and I think about Black Widow, like the movie Black Widow and how like she and her sister are portrayed fighting and they're very feminine fighters. Now, Magical fighters in yeah, certain I think ways. Like, they got like the same stuff that Captain America. Had. Yeah, they got or something, like or, you know, and like which yeah. makes a lot of sense. And they've been training since they were children. Yeah. But 
they don't fight like men. No, like yeah, they yeah. don't have to be. They don't, they don't have to lose stuff. their femininity. Now, yeah, is her, that her scene in the Avengers? When she's being interrogating at the beginning oh. of it with that Russian guy. <laughs> that is so good. And she gets the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I have him right where I want him. He's telling me everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she just immediately whips ass. And like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people will be like, okay, this is also exploitation in a different way because it's making it sexualized. Yeah, but what and... isn't exploitation? Anytime you have... I'm sorry. I've seen Captain America's ass in those pants yeah. he was wearing. He was wearing the same the spandex. Thor, the Thor- Thor is sexualized through all of his movies as well. When he first... Okay, sorry, John. Close your ears. When Thor... In Thor, the first one, he takes his shirt off, and I forgot the next 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh! <laughs> or like when Captain America, when he says, that's America's ass. Right yeah, here. I mean... The, like, but, that's sexualized. Like, everybody is sexual in Hollywood, is sexualized yeah. and wow. exploited to some in, degree. In comic in books, some, everyone wears... A spandex. Yeah, but the women are always like somehow backwards. <laughs> yeah, with their butts sticking out. The women is always like. Uh, well, and it's like, and that's the thing though. A bit tighter than all the other. Well, ones. and it's like seeing the armor change in the first. Um, the first Wonder Woman was great. The second one, they changed all the women's armor to be skimpy bikinis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just not armor anymore. Right? The Athenians no longer have armors; they have bikinis. It's weird. How, I, I didn't watch the second. Uh, Wonder Woman movie because I, I just heard a whole. So I didn't many... watch it easier. I was ticked off about the armor thing. Yeah, honestly, I was just. I like... saw the trailer and I was like, "Well," cause... and I think the woman that was involved with the first one wasn't doing the second one. Yeah, so... no, she... and it's like no wonder it became like. Just... But that's what I liked about Captain America. I'm not Captain. Oh, Wonder Woman is she didn't need a violent backstory to be a badass. No, she's actually has a pretty idyllic life. Yeah. But she's just badass. Like, yeah. she's just... I mean, of course, as the story progresses, she gets a traumatic backstory, but that's not the thing that That's just, like, her. living your life. Yeah. Like, she's that, already a good mortal, guy. things are going to happen. She already has a plan. Yeah. And already is going to do the right thing and then kind of collects baggage along the way. Yeah. Because normally, I, and I hate to say it, but I normally do not like female superheroes. He doesn't like women. Ladies it's, and gentlemen. I don't like... Well, because they're always written by men. Yeah. Uh, I don't like... I, I, I never I never particularly like the female Doctor Who. Yeah. I don't like... Uh, because none of it makes sense. Like, the way that they act, their mannerisms. Um, the, like, it just... The outfits that they wear. Yeah. It wow. makes no sense if, like... Even Black Widow, I get it. Like, she's a super sexy spy assassin. Yeah. But, like, they even lean into that, especially in the beginning of um, The Avengers. Yeah. Like, I never particularly cared for female superheroes until I saw Wonder Woman. What about Jessica Jones? She's great. She's just drunk and punching stuff. I only watched it because David Tennant was in it. Yeah. She could not have been in that show. No. (laughs) David Tennant was so scary in that show. Yeah, he was, like, the... It really does a number... That shows that he's such a good actor because watching David Tennant be such an abuser I and like get into your head, but that's also what his superpower is. And he's like, his superpower is being an abuser. I felt <laughs> and I gaslighting. Like, I felt wrong. Like I was like, this, like my whole concept of reality because David yeah. Tennant, other you know, Peter was and David Who. Tennant is you know are my, my doctor. doctors. Yeah, but he's always the good guy. 
in anything he does yes. in Broadchurch and all this other stuff. He's the good guy. And he plays one of the worst bad guys I've ever the seen. The most evil, nefarious. And the thing is, though, he's a perfect casting because you kind of like him. Yeah. But that's the whole point. That's yeah. the whole point of the gaslighting bullshit. But we should probably watch this movie. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. Um, which doesn't have women in it at all. No, no, it that was okay. one of the reviews. Was this is a man centered movie? Okay, well, so we had our feminism corner um. <laughs> for a movie that doesn't have any women, and it's not, and it's for a reason that yeah. there's no women there. I mean, but, it's yeah. like an army base or something, right? Yeah, women, women can't be scientists. Well, we've already established. Okay, that. all right, no. you but architects is this or in bakers? A, wait, before we get started, is it in, in Antarctica? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is like in Antarctica during a time where it's really hard to get there. Still like, hard to like get there. Like forever? Like it's always been hard to get to. I know, but like it's a little bit easier now. Yeah, you no, can fly in, but it still sucks it's to be the there. Same. You still get there the same way. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's watch this movie, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Guys, we are 33 minutes in. Yeah, we went a while. I really because it felt like quick to me. Yeah. But I guess a lot has happened. Kind of. Kind of. Been a lot of uh, exposition. Yeah. So we are in Antarctica at a science base that has lots of guns. Yes, and they're not taking precautions for being outside like they should. No, they're not. And uh, the scene starts with a dog, uh, a beautiful husky, running through the through the. A snow, like an the angel creature he is. God's most perfect animal. Yep. And um, it is being chased by a bunch of Norwegians that keep trying to kill it, and they don't do it. I think it's one Norwegian. Oh, there's thought, two. No, there's two. There's two. One okay. of them... So the Norwegians end up... One of them blows himself up. The other one is trying to shoot the dog and yelling in Norwegian that it's a thing, we should kill it. And then he accidentally kills or shoots one of the Americans, so they kill him. Yeah. And the guy that does it, like the captain or whatever, breaks a window to shoot at him. Seems stupid. It's like, I'm sorry, I get that there's a crazy person outside with like a gun, but you're in Antarctica. Yeah. Windows are important. Yes, we need the cold air outside. Um, so then the uh, Kurt Russell and Chief, you know, Shooting McGee go to... Uh, go to No, it's actually a different guy. It's a, it's a doc. It's one of the scientists. Yeah. Go to the Norwegian base by a helicopter to see what happened over there, and they brought back a horrible mutilated corpse. Yeah, because that's what you do. Brought back two, two that refused to go. Two that refused to go, or or was it one that no? It's like he was doing mitosis. Stephen knows all the backstory because he's seen the thing from 2011 that he loves. (laughs) No, it's it's on the sequel wheel. We will get to it. It's on the squeakle wheel. But I feel like it's kind of like how Steven said he didn't like the Ripper, but then was able to give like a complete play-by-play. Hey, don't blame my good memory script. on uh, liking something. <laughs> I think you enjoyed it so much it had burned into your memory. Yeah, exactly. Like a... like a Yeah, like putting la- your hand on a stove. There it is. That's the joke. Okay, so... Um, and yeah, we, we got introduced to a bunch of characters. Like, there's a couple people that love marijuana. Yeah, dude. And they do not have access to the outside. The ham radios are not working. No, and they're watching Let's Make a Deal from the 70s. Also, the movie begins with a flying saucer. 
going oh, to Earth. Right. I forgot about the flying yeah, saucer. Yeah, and I think that's probably something that happens to everyone that wa- watches the thing, where they they know it's great special effects, but then the first <laughs> scene, the exact first scene, is a flying saucer CGI. So the first thing I said to Trace after talking about how great the special effects were, when that scene popped up, I went, "This this isn't the special effects I was talking about." <laughs> But, I mean, we don't... Thankfully, that was very brief. It was like a rotoscoped... <laughs> it looked well, I, wonderful. It, I mean, would it be more fun if it was, like, something with strings that you could see the strings, like, oh, up, 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 and down, right, like, yeah. space balls? The, um... The... The dog deaths are in the first 30 minutes of yeah, the Yeah, well, yeah, the first 33 and minutes. it is hard to watch, so if you're following along at home but haven't seen this movie yet... Okay. Shame on you. So the thing that I'm grateful for is that a couple of them got away. Yeah. And that... So basically, the thing is in a dog. It's some kind of alien monster. And it wants to get inside of you to, like, become something else to get inside of others. And so, anyway, it goes... It's in this dog, and the dog is put in with all the other huskies. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, Antarctica. And it's huskies, right? Yeah. Makes sense. And so the dog is put in there... And they get into a fight with each other because the thing wants to eat them all. And one of the huskies is trying to, like, chew his way out. And then, like, the thing turns into, like, a it's hard to alien like a bug thing. Like a demigorgon. Like a Yeah. His face, its face opens up like a flower and the skull pops out so a giant tongue can flap around. Yeah. It's pretty horrific. And then, so by the time everyone gets there... Because, like, one guy's screaming, and Kurt Russell hears the dogs howling, and so he pulls the fire alarm. People show up, um, and they're shooting, and, like, all the dogs have been, like... The dogs that were in there have been killed, but only one of them still looked like a husky. Yeah. Where they had done some just, like, wet work where they wrapped him with something, and they shot him. Yeah. So that was the husky death that was, like, actually husky guess. The other stuff was, like, they were already, like... Yeah, it's comically like, goopy from yeah. the seed. Everything the, was so wet. Everything is wet. The thing is very wet. It looks like he just ate hot wings. Well, it's um, I watched a YouTube video on this one time. It was the science behind the thing. If yeah. something like that could happen, so like, uh, one of the things that the guy was talking about was the thing infects you. It gets in there, and it starts replicating cells. At a rapid rate. So and that's like why cancer? Like, yeah, kind of like cancer, but so that's why you got the goopy thing. And so as it's replicating cells, it starts changing your genetic code, oh. which uh, to like, you know, do whatever it is that it's doing. So that's why you have like these exaggerated features and like yeah. the goopiness and stuff. Is, you know, it makes me wonder though sometimes about things like, um, like, you know, Prometheus alien aliens and stuff where it's like, what's the end game here? Because how could you reproduce if you only re- if you have to require other beings to reproduce? I mean, we you'd require a, we be, require yeah. other beings to reproduce. No, you'd I mean, become a hybrid where that you could reproduce afterwards. Is that what the point is? I would think so. Well, it's because um, you'd have to alter their DNA to be able to make a baby with them. But I don't it's think like, they want. They don't make babies. It's like you, pig and elephant DNA won't splice. But if you made a pig elephant hybrid, they could. Okay, but here's the thing about that, though. Um, (laughs) 
You know the reference? I know the reference those from are, South the, Park. Okay. Those things are... For first season. Yes, it's those both things, old. All, all living things on this planet have a similar genetic code. Except, yeah. the, all, except for octopus. Yeah, but we all evolved on the same planet. Yeah. And the same ecosystem. Except for octopus. Some, okay, we heard you. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that you got something their coming from another planet evolved yeah. on evolved under a different ecosystem, a different set of uh, evolutionary rules. It always puzzles me how something like that can interact with uh, any type of species on this planet. Just think how hard it is for a virus to jump. Yeah. Species. Yeah. Like, it's a huge deal when. How it happens. could you even like even if you were just eating other species? Like, How that would even happen? This is something called uh, cosmic horror. Yes, and I like that. It's uh, yeah, it's like Lovecraftian. And well, COVID was able to jump species. It and it was cats. a big deal yeah. when it happened. <laughs> but it, but that was something that evolved on Earth. When I was living alone, uh, when COVID started, my biggest fear was that I would give COVID to the cats and the cats would die. So I had like a plan to, to like, if I got COVID, I was going to get Bill and Anna to take my cats from me so that they wouldn't get COVID and die. I remember seeing the headline was, cats can't spread COVID, but if they could, they would. Okay, I think that this dog is going to need something happen to I it. I don't know. She just so, likes to cry. Not to cut you off, Steve, but I'm going to... Well, I mean, that's cosmic horror is really interesting. Um, I heard a term called arctic horror before, yeah. where um, it's not just just things with aliens, but like things that are set in these kind of blasted landscapes right. as well, which is there's there's something about the area itself that creates the horror, draw, the, the well, scenes. The reason why I brought up cosmic horror is because of how notoriously difficult it is to portray cosmic horror because of how... Um, cause of how Lovecraft originally described it. Lovecraft wasn't a good writer. He yeah. wasn't a good, pretty much anything. He damn sure wasn't a good person. So <laughs> when he would describe the horrors that people were seeing, a lot of times it would be like, it was so scary that you couldn't even just even comprehend it. I can't even describe how scary this yeah. thing is. And so you have normal, the regular things like Cthulhu and things like yeah. that. But when you get to the more, you know, universal horrors, it would just be, if you saw it, your brain would melt. Yes. And so you would have movies attempt to portray this kind of imagery. Yeah. And a lot of times it falls short because imagine the scariest thing that you can think of. Yeah. You can't. So, this is like funny because it's bringing up some famous like proofs for the existence of God and Anselm's proof for the existence of God is that God is that then which a greater cannot be conceived, which is that it's something that you can think about and you can imagine something that is the best thing ever, the greatest yeah. thing ever, and that there could be nothing greater than this thing you're thinking about it. But if it existed, it would be greater right. than that. But therefore, it must exist. Yeah. It's the fact there's a lot more to the argument than that, but it's kind of an interesting connection yeah. to this what idea of like something so like sublimely horrible 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 i'm trying to make it a thing wow but so like in the sublime or like our concept of like even viewing a god in general like yeah. the word terror comes from like terror and it's the human terror at seeing 
a god or right. seeing the supernatural, right? Because you're not supposed to. Yeah. And your body and mind are not kind of meant to completely... Like, there's parts of you that can see it, but you can't. And so you're just kind of, like, struck and in awe. It's kind of like that, you know, not that I believe in ghosts or anything, but that feeling you get when you think you saw something, yeah. like a ghost or something like that, that initial, your whole body kind of sends a shock through it. Yeah. Your brain kind of recoils at the information that it's seeing, um, which is how, what the thing is trying to portray. The, yeah. the thing is trying to portray, like, this is the scariest thing John Carpenter can come up with. Yes. And it's pretty spooky. Yeah. But, it's pretty scary. But the thing, the, the problem with it is um, when you're dealing with cosmic horror, fear derives from the unknown. You're mm -hmm. scared of what you don't know. You're yeah. scared of the shadow. It could be a predator. That's why we mm -hmm. have fear to stay alive. So you can sort of imagine any and every threat that comes your way, even if it's in an abstract type yeah. of way. So when you try to portray cosmic horror, an unknown, something that's completely outside the realm of possibility, yeah. the closest thing I've ever seen come near it was uh, Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Um, yes. I'm not going to spoil it, but the monster in that movie is so, it is so wild and so like out there and four dimensional it's, honestly you know? it's the kind of monster that you can see in like the what is this four decades old yeah so in four decades i could see someone watching that movie after four decades of that movie influencing yeah. horror that it would just seem like oh that's not that scary. like when we saw the the body with its face like duplicated and all yeah. gross and so, so many hands and feet that they brought from the norwegian camp like you've seen stuff like this before yeah but not before this. I yeah. mean, so, something akin to it may have existed, but this is pretty I'm sure special. if you were in like Vietnam or World War II, <laughs> you saw something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. So let's keep... And let, did John, did you have anything you wanted to add? No. Are, I, you're good. I'm good. Just hanging out here. Um, got a couple snoring dogs. Uh, let's go. We haven't stopped since then. <laughs> Yeah, oh. we haven't stopped since the dogs died, and it, we're currently an hour and 32 minutes in. John, is everything okay? Yeah, I was looking up the auroras. Oh, we might have an aurora tonight, everybody. Isn't that exciting? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and of course, is there cloud cover? No, Ooh. it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Because we're up to, uh, in 30 minutes, up to a 5% chance of seeing it. So I think that 11 o'clock thing will yeah. pan out. Okay. So we're an hour and 32 minutes into the thing. We've been watching it for an hour straight. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, we stopped between then. No, we didn't. We, we only stopped at 33 minutes? Only yeah. Once? Yeah, we've only stopped once so far. We were talking wow. about the dogs. So more dogs have been killed. So basically, like, the doctor, Blair is his name, kind of, one of the guys, Wilford Brimley went nuts and destroyed the helicopter, he destroyed the tractor, he killed the dogs, and he destroyed the ham radio because in, in his crazy ramblings was saying that he's got to stop this from spreading. So they It makes sense, though. Yeah, you were saying that you really follow him along. Would you like to explain why? Why do you think he's the right well, one? Well, because he, he ran his simulations and it said the odds of people having contamination were 75%. So of the eight people, that meant six of the eight people were contaminated with this thing. 
And he thought the only thing to do was to make sure nobody leaves so it dies there. Yes. Which makes sense. Yes. But it couldn't die there. It'll just, they even said that it'll just go to sleep in the Yeah, so we've just paused at a moment, an hour, pretty much like an hour after that moment. Yeah. um, (laughs) Which was, uh, which they've realized that the thing wants to hibernate until the rescue team comes. And so what they need to do is to find it and burn it and give it yeah. not the chance to hibernate because that's what it, that's how it is able to survive a hundred thousand years in the ice, which we know because they found the alien spaceship in uh, <laughs> that the Norwegians had found, which actually because it was practical effects was pretty cool. Um, I I quite liked it. Yeah. Just uh, hatch, you know. Yeah. And then uh, they found where the alien had been carved out of the ice. Which kind of makes sense. You're the alien, and you're like, fuck, I just landed in the middle of nothing, so I'm just going to take a nap in the ice for a little bit. Well, remember, it wasn't the alien. Like, yeah, the alien crashed on the Earth, but it was another species that was infected by Oh, okay. But it also could have been like... The alien that crashed probably wasn't the original. No, it wasn't the original. Yeah, it had yeah. like infected that species and yeah. crashed. It's like a whole thing. So anyway, uh, lots of drama. We had a fun test with some uh, things that reminded me of eighth grade. These little Petri dishes yeah. with blood in it. Um, and using a, a metal rod to see whose blood is reacted. Oh, they were heating it up. Heating because it. it would hurt them. If they were connected to the blood. Yeah, Yeah, and the blood would not want to be hurt. And so it would do something. So the thinking behind it was every little bit of the person that's infected is an individual, part of a whole. Yeah. So everything works independently towards one goal. Yes. So if you superheat a metal, uh, metal rod and you put it into blood, the blood would defend itself as a creature. So there's an amazing scene in which um, they think that Kurt Russell is the one who was infected. He comes inside and he's got everybody like, he's got dynamite and is starting to yeah. blow everybody up. And one of their fellow people looks like he just had a heart attack. So they take him oh, to yeah. the they get the doctor. And the doctor starts giving him chest compressions, and his hands go into the stomach, which becomes no, his, a giant. His chest opens up. Yeah, like into a, a claw. And, and as yeah. the guy was pushing down, so he gets his arms chopped off. Yeah. And dies. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy, Windows, is his name, um, who is the one that gets high all the time, got his head chomped by a different guy that had, was a monster. Yeah, when they did the blood test and they yeah. revealed himself to be yeah, a monster. Yes. McCready, the uh, Kurt Russell's character, tied everybody up yes. and to keep them from attacking each other or him. And so when they tested his blood, the guy's blood, I don't even remember his name. I don't even yeah. remember that guy being in there. Anyway, uh, he starts freaking out. Like yeah. all, He starts bleeding, hemorrhaging blood yes. uh, all over the place. And they're all sitting right next to this guy. Yeah, they're all tied up except for two people. Windows. One, yeah, and, yeah, Windows and Kurt Russell. And, uh, and Kurt Russell is doing his best to stop it. Windows is just like, whoa, I'm so oh, scared. He froze up. Oh, well, he was scared. He froze scary up thing. and he dropped like, it. And he these ain't soldiers. Survived. These are scientists. He would have survived. <laughs> if he pulled the trigger. Well, he died horribly. He that's did. for sure. He but then we let the uh, the the guy that was in charge of the dogs, 
he was decided mad. to be brave and charge Kurt Russell. And Who Kurt Russell and shot him in the head. And he was not infected, even though he was acting infected. Well, he was. everybody's acting infected. Everybody's yes. paranoid. paranoid. It is amazing. And this kind of, you know, like the trope of, you know, something is going through and making the pod person and we don't know who the pod person is. Yeah. It's so well crafted here. And I really love Kurt Russell's statement that, like, at one point before before they thought it was him, he was saying that, I know I'm human. He says, I know I'm human. And he's talking to, like, what, eight other guys. And he's like, and I know that some of you must be human because otherwise you would, att- you would all attack me right yeah. now and kill me and turn me into one of you. Yeah. So it must be scared and not wanting to come out in the open. And that's how it works. And it's yeah. like... It's so great. And then a bunch of people go hang out by themselves. Yeah. They just, <laughs> <it's right. laughs> Which is very true to human they nature. They all go do their own thing. Yeah. So it's been pretty great. That's why we haven't stopped for an hour. Yeah. Because we thought about it, but then what do you do? Now, there was, I did not enjoy seeing the dog head cut off. I definitely didn't enjoy seeing no. that. I mean, uh, it, it was definitely just special effects. Yeah. Because the Huskies cost more than... <laughs> The stuff one. That's what I'm telling me. Telling yeah, you find a group of well-trained huskies that are able to act. Yeah. You're going to pay a lot of money for that. Yeah, yeah. So, should we keep watching? We, yeah. we only have, what, 16 minutes left. Yeah. Let's go. That is such a good ending. Uh, John, do you want to tell us what happened? They all die. Yes. Childs disappeared the whole time. Well, yeah, he said he got lost and, uh... Yeah, he saw Blair, or he thought he saw Blair. Yeah, and got lost. So there's been a big snowstorm this whole time. So basically, they leave Childs to go do a test of Blair out in... Who has been in a shack, in the like, outside this entire time. And so Childs is guarding the door... And never seen again until the very last scene. Uh, Blair has an underground science lab where he's making his own so- flying saucer. Yeah, I think so. And Which makes more sense once we found out later that there's actually a very extensive underground part of this place because that's where like the storage and generator rooms and stuff are. Yeah. Which kind of makes a lot of sense because you can just dig in and ice can be a good insulator, that kind of thing. But anyway, so Blair is one of them. And he decided to destroy the generator because, again, the goal is to go into the ice and stay yep. there forever. Well, not forever until a host comes by. Yeah, until the host comes by and yeah. they're safe. Uh, and then they can all turn into the thing and everything will be good. You think this alien would have decided to go somewhere besides Antarctica? I think he crashed. Would it be? I know, but like, you think he's smart enough to be like, well, let's not just hide in the ice here. Let's get out of here. And go well, somewhere. I think the problem is that he cannot survive... Like, he probably still needs food and... Yeah, he needs yeah. a host. Yeah. yeah. Like, the extreme heat kills he must him. Be, well, then he must be pretty depressed that he crashed in Antarctica, of all the places yeah, on this entire planet. Yeah, it's not planet. a lot of It could of have been worse. It could have been the ocean he yeah. crashed into. Which is far but more But there's likely. a lot more life in the ocean. I don't I mean, know. yeah, but getting to it would be very difficult. If uh, he's yeah, in a... if you crash in the ocean and drown before you can... Yeah. Well, we don't know how it lives. That's true. If it needs oxygen in its natural state, and who knows what the natural state actually is. Who knows, yeah. I'm just looking outside because we're supposed to be able to see Aurora tonight 
uh, but I'm looking in the wrong direction to see it. I think it's just the sunset that looks that color. Yep. Um, anyway, so what do you think of the movie? Um, that was okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay? Sorry. How about you, Steve? I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was very suspenseful, which is why we had so many breaks. I've got to say, once again, I love our the definition of our TV, that we can see things like the doctor had a nose ring. <laughs> that was weird. It never explained. It was no, like it just a 60-year-old doctor in 1980. He's had got a, a gold nose ring. Yeah. And it's super close to his face. Yeah. Yeah, Wilford Brimley was in it looking 47. He was 47 looking 87. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was pretty great. And then we had the surround sound, so that was a good way to watch it, too. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't incorporate that as well as modern movies do. But. No, no, but I would say it, was, it has a good depth but of the, sound. the next one should have much better sound. Now, we did watch it with, uh, with uh, closed captioning so that we could talk during it. Yeah. And I recommend that because there's a lot of quiet... Unless you're going to sit there in the complete silence and watch it the entire time, focus. Yeah. Use captions. It's easier to follow along. Yeah. So, what's our Brewer's Bruce for tonight? I've been drinking my own... Piss? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting high on my own supply. I am drinking water, um, and oh, I had peppermint tea. It was quite nice, and Steven's been drinking water, too. Hydro homies. Hydro homie, unite. And we've got to, I guess, stay up for two more hours so we can go see these lights. So, uh, what about your grossest corner? There's a lot to choose oh, from. Oh, God. Uh, it was all, everything was so wet. Just the wetness in general? Yeah, just general moist. Steve? I would think, oh, you know what? When, uh... Windows got his head chopped. And you oh, yeah? screaming. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. So for me, it was actually the first, um, the first, uh, like, horrible monster we saw. The dog yeah, that turned that with out. all the flipper things. They happened again later with the human, but, like, the idea of all these worms coming out yeah. of you and flopping Violently around. Violently, too. Violently That's just shaking. something that's quite disgusting. Now, we have uh, a movie that we're watching for next time that I'm excited because it has... The wonderful Kevin Bacon. And I've been seeing previews for this. Now, I don't know how good this movie is. I have not seen it. So we are watching this one blind. Um, and it's called You Should Have Left. Are you right? Oh, sorry. It's a 2020 American psychological horror film written and directed by David Kep. Got 20 million views. Yeah. Just the trailer alone. Yeah. Okay. And it should be the movie I'm thinking about, but it might not be the movie I'm thinking about, but it's still fine. Because it's like, it's Kevin Bacon in a weird house movie, so I think it's this one. So let's watch. His wife is way too young for him. Holy shit, she's like in her 20s. His actual wife is more of an appropriate age. Oh, that's good. Kara Sedgwick. Oh, yeah? Okay, that's good. So they've rented a new house. It's very pretty. So quiet and nice. Oh no, there's ghosts. Oh. <laughs> I've never actually seen this trailer before. I usually only see like this certain scenes that happen later. I know it's fun, but it's time to Everything in this house is like pale gray. It's modern. Modern. Oh no, it's a shadow on the wall. Yeah, I like haunted house. Oh, it's a blumhouse. Blumhouse. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. Jesus. 
enough switches. You got enough switches, Bosif? Does this wall look right to you? Yes, this is the scene I've seen many times where he measures the walls. It's the TARDIS. Yeah. It's bigger on the inside. It doesn't. It's like my ex. Oh, it's spooky. Hello. You should just like your ex. What the fuck? It's bigger on the inside. Okay. That's an old, old like insult. Someone wrote in his journal usually. Oh, there's spooky stuff happening with mirrors. Oh man! Do you? This oh, there's a spooky lady in a hu- in a tub. Bruce okay, the Invisible Man. Oh no! What I think is weird about that is there was just a tub in the middle of the what basement. Is this place? In the closet tub. House that one. What's in the house? I feel like it's a ghost movie. Yeah, it's a ghost movie. Creepy house. Must be guilty of something. People have always oh, stayed in the house. Some don't leave. Oh shit! The right ones usually There's find what? the place. There's tiny whiny stuff happening. Or maybe it's the other way around. The place finds them. Oh snap! Oh shit. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, I would have seen this movie if I had seen this trailer for it, but every trailer that came out for this movie before it came out was very milquetoast and just like Kevin Bacon and his daughter like like looking at the house and noticing that some things don't fit in the house. There right. was no ghost stuff. It was all an engineering movie? Yeah, like, no, how did they do it? How could they make such an amazing house? <laughs> but like, Escher, the movie. But even like the wife character, I'd not seen before in any of the other previews. I That's thought why that I... was his daughter when she. Yeah, I know. Out. She's like, it That's was just weird. He should do what uh, Cary Grant did and decide that he shouldn't have a twenty-something ingenue as his as his romantic partner. That's not how Hollywood works. It should be because that's gross, icky, you know. It's my eyes. hot take. I think it's gross. That's your hot take. Yeah. <laughs> my hot take is hot take by Trish. You don't give a shit what anybody does. Nah, what if some fifty-year-old man wanted to date Sophie? No, she's a child. Okay. She's not an adult. Consenting adults can do whatever the fuck they want. What about when she's eighteen? That's okay. Suddenly. It's not okay. I mean, is gross. the fifty-year-old like is Leonardo DiCaprio or something? Like yeah, that? I guess if he's Leonardo DiCaprio. No, it's not okay. <laughs> the fact that you thought about it no, though makes it power okay. Endow- no, it's powering down. No, do I get to go to joke. Hollywood premieres? Yeah. What's the back end on this deal? Yeah. I don't think you'd want to go to Hollywood premieres of like Leonardo DiCaprio movies because he doesn't do any fun like movies anymore. It's all like I've got to wrestle a bear. His last movie was Wolf of Wall Street, wasn't it? it was no, he did the bear movie. one where he had to kill a bear. That was a Revenant. That came out before. I don't know. Did it? I don't know. He just does sad okay. movies I now. I can't think of one movie of his that I like. Really? Oh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? The it's Departed, Gangs of New York. I didn't see those. Yeah, John doesn't watch Fuck. movies. If it's not scary or funny, I just don't. The care. Quick and the Dead. The are Quick those, and the are Dead. Are those scary amazing. or funny? The Quick and the Dead, kind of. That's a western. Oh, oh I'm well, thinking fuck, of. No, I'm that's... thinking of Once Upon a. No, what's that one movie where it's like vampires? Or what about uh, uh, Shutter? Ah, uh, Shutter Island is not very yeah. good though. I do have students that use it all the time for their um, for their ethics papers though. Oh. On the hierarchy of movies, westerns yeah. are on the bottom. For you, maybe. 
the worst. What about mm-hmm. Cannibal? What's the one with the Cannibal the Musical? Yeah. No, even the the even uh, Trey and Matt couldn't save a western. There. <laughs> Maybe Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. I'll is give great. that an okay. Well, Tell me Unforgiven is a bad movie. I never would watch that. No. How would you know? Because it's See, a western. This is the same guy that really loves like like lawyer shows, like Deadpool. Not Deadpool. What's the one? Know. What's the one with the Death- Daredevil? Daredevil. I love Daredevil. I don't like the thing about like su- Superman Especially shows and stuff two, like that. Daredevil's amazing. Superhero shows often like will have lawyers involved, and it's just lost stuff. Hey, you watch Judge and Judy? It's so with boring. Me. Like, I want to... Yeah, I love Judge Judy because yeah, she's the, lawyer show. She should be in charge. But, like, the new She-Hulk, for example, I, I'd love to watch it. I love the actress oh, playing She-Hulk, but, like, hey, I Jimmy don't... Jimmy Jamil's in that. I don't... Really? Yeah. I don't give a shit, though, about, like, about lawyer stuff. It's just not uh, interesting to me. I like lawyer stuff. Well, but you don't like Western stuff, which no. is basically lawyer stuff it and, like, chats. nothing to do with lawyers. <laughs> that is the weirdest take I've ever heard. Okay. Westerns are just like lawyers. As stuff. boring. Oh, snap. Steven over here is just like, I got to step hey, out of this Screw both of you because I like both of those things. Like, Better Call Saul Honestly, is like one of the best shows that's that's ever existed. That's kind of like a Western, though. It is nothing like a Western. It's in the West, I have in not the seen desert, one and there's no horse. laws. You don't need a horse to be a Western. You name a western desert. that doesn't have a horse in it. I can't name any goddamn Star Wars. Westerns. Star Wars. Oh, it's not. A western it's fantasy. not a western. But they have tauntauns. Yeah, which Star are kind of like horses. Western fantasy. Oh, yeah. Star Wars is not. It's a space movie. Okay, so well, before I ruin my marriage with my language, <laughs> um, I think it is time to say our taglines. Uh, stay scared and stay married. <laughs> Goodbye. Intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.